This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, May 23rd, 2016. Stay connected with me in between shows on Instagram at Shanice Show, on Facebook at Shanice Lewis Show, and on Twitter at Shanice Show. Today we have a very special guest, Terry Sim. Terry is a sought-after fashion designer based in Los Angeles. Her journey began as a plus model with Ford Models. Her love for fashion was amplified as a celebrity wardrobe stylist for a record label. Terry Sim developed custom garments for clients that wanted something more creative outside of the retail market. Launching Terry Kamir, Terry knew that behind the scenes is where she wanted to be. With the high demand in the curvy community, she knew that she had to be a part of that movement. Uteri Kamir has been placed in mainstream outlets such as Essence, Marie Claire, InStyle, Lucky, US Today, LA Times, The Ricky Lake Show, BET's Rip the Runway, and Vogue Italia. Uteri Kamir is regularly featured in Plus magazines such as Slink, Scorch, Pose and Plus Model Magazine, Chrisette Michelle, Nene Leakes, Candace Glover, Macy Gray, Jasmine Sullivan, and Gabourey Sidibe are all clients. With an overwhelming desire to share her love of dressing beautiful women in quality, style-focused garments, Uteri Kamir LLC, its founder and brands within, are determined to keep curvy women happy, healthy, and hot. For seasons to come, let's welcome Terry to the show. Hi. Hey. <laughs> that intro was like the best intro I've ever heard that anyone has said to me before. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was amazing. Um, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you for being on the show. Now, for those uh, that are listening who aren't familiar with your story, tell us a little bit about how you got started in the fashion industry. Yeah, you know, I grew up in Portland, Oregon, um, and with my family, and it, it was something that I wanted to do since I was a little girl, just because being pretty much plus size since I was in junior high, you know, I always wanted to figure out ways that I can make clothing be cute and trendy that's really available in my size at the time, you know, and Mm -hmm. I really made it for myself. I never really considered making it for other women who have similar interests or at least, you know, wanting to know more about ways of having better clothes for themselves. I just never put myself in that position yet. It was just more of like, I don't have clothes to wear. I really want to have cute clothes like everyone else. (laughs) So I'm just going to try to make clothes for me right now, you know, and it was something that Mm -hmm. I felt like I was always a customer before I was a designer. I always kind of thought, the the way that I want to do this is making sure that it's something that I would do and that I would wear and I would want to promote, you know. So it's really close to my heart when I decided to make um, clothing for plus-size women just because I didn't know much about it 
until mm-hmm. I went to college and I started modeling. And so even though I was modeling at a young age, I was able to have the opportunity to model for Ford and be exposed to really large retail industries and markets and their version of plus size clothing and what they think looks good on our body. I was able to learn that very quickly, you know, in my career, even before I graduated from college. So I think having, being immersed in all of these different avenues, it was just like a blessing to me to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to use the education and the experience that I've already received and be able to put something together where I'm able to share this thing with other people. And so, but I mean, from that moment in college, it's always what I've been doing ever since then. Now, you moved from your hometown to Atlanta, and Atlanta is yes. kind of where you launched your brand and, and got your um, experience. Yeah. And then you moved to Los Angeles a few years I ago, did. right? How long have you been in Los Angeles? <laughs> It's been um, two and a half years now that I've moved from Atlanta to here, and it's a completely different experience. Um, but I absolutely love it, and I'm so happy that I made the decision to relocate. Now, were there more advantages or opportunities for you in fashion on the West Coast? I feel like um, making the decision to come here, Los Angeles was going to be able to be not just a home for my clothing line, but a home for myself. And I Mm -hmm. think that was the important in anybody who's an entrepreneur, somebody who wants to be in business, is that you make sure that you're comfortable so that you'll be able to continue to create. And I knew that if I went to a city that allowed me to be around sun (laughs) and have beaches and just have a lot of different you know, a boiling pot of different ethnicities and able to learn about different cultures in just one place. I think it allowed me to be able to be in a creative, structured environment to do continue fashion. And I think that's the biggest difference between Atlanta is that Atlanta was so amazing with opportunity and allowed you to be also cost-effective at the same time if you're trying to build up a company. And it suited well for what I needed to build up my brand. And I knew that if I wanted to continue to make it grow and try to continue to make an impact on what I'm doing, I have to continue to grow too. So I decided relocating was going to help stimulate my creative side of things. Got it. Now, I know after you moved to Los Angeles, for a little while you were debating if you even wanted to introduce a new (laughs) collection. So why were you feeling that way and what changed? Um. Honestly, it came down to me as a person. Um, I knew that I was learning the business in Atlanta and that if I continued to keep doing it, it probably would have been okay, you know, and continued it that route. But I just knew that if I wanted to put out my best, I had to become my best at that moment, and I wanted to work on myself individually as a person and to reevaluate the reason why, I started this clothing line and the reason why I'm wanting to continue, I think I needed to make that a clear vision in my mind so that moving forward, I would only put out the best product possible. Now, um, in your feelings when you were debating if you wanted to move forward with the new Plus collection, um, did any of it have to do also with maybe the plus-size industry in general, because some plus designers come on the show and say the industry is very cliquish and sometimes mm-hmm. it can get overwhelming. Did that have sure. anything to do with, that was discouraging? 
Um, I think my experience that I had was when I started in 2000 and I think 11, <laughs> 2010, 2011, um, there was a, a quite a few retail designers. There was a handful of independent designers. And mm-hmm. I, it was a smaller industry in that sense of retail. And I think from that point of when I started in 2011 till 2016, it's been five years, it's uh, – for me, I felt like the industry has grown as far as the plus size movement, which allowed more retailers and more independent designers to come on and be a part of that movement. And I think okay. that it all comes down to just have being it growing. The community is growing, and what, regardless of what other attributes or drama that you know people experience, I think it just comes to the fact that it is growing. And so because it is growing, it's always going to, you know, there's always going to be other and more and more (laughs) and more people involved. And that means that, you know, you're not the only person that's doing what you're doing anymore. And so I think that's my my experience on it, and that's why it has been tough for us because, okay, well, there's also another 50 amazing independent designers out there that are great. And now so you almost felt like it was almost getting you know oversaturated. I mean? It was getting oversaturated in that sense, yeah. But it it mm-hmm. has to grow. So how else, you know what I mean, how else does this grow if it doesn't involve people? So it's going to happen, you know, and I think you just got to reevaluate and continue to keep moving forward. Now, lucky for us, you decided to return with a new collection. <laughs> and you have a brand new summer collection entitled Terry. Now tell me about this new collection. (laughs) Well, it's self-titled, as you can tell. Um, The reason I, and I was debating with that for the longest because I, excuse me, I didn't really want to be like the face of my brand. You know, I wanted to get Terry Khmer to be different from Terry Sam. But it's just something that I, I do. And so I never put myself as kind of the face of anything just because I, I wanted to stay behind the scenes. And when I came to this conclusion of what you were saying, how people were mentioning that they're, it's getting oversaturated and that, that the industry has changed and, you know, that's why things are at a standstill, I think during that moment and that period while I was figuring things out, it gave me the opportunity to see – what I need to work on or what needs to be changed or what's evolving and, you know what I mean, to be able to adapt to change. And that Mm -hmm. I took that time to figure it out, you know. And so I think that's the main issue between trying to still be afloat in the industry. Now, I saw you use the hashtag her story. So why is this collection (laughs) so personal to you? Like are these like your style? What you would wear? Yeah, yeah. If this is my story in a sense of, I wanted to kind of share a little bit of my journey of why I started, which was I wanted to create items that I wanted to wear, things that I would buy, things I wish I saw in the store, and it was really for myself. And so I felt like that's where it kind of all started. And I think 
if I were to able to put those elements back into it instead of just what's trendy or what people want to see or stepping out of the box, but actually make clothes that I feel good in and things that I like and things that I would purchase because that's the reason why I made it in the first place. And so I wanted it to be something close to me. I wanted it to make sure that every single item and garment that I had, I would wear and I would have in my closet. And it just wanted to go kind of back to the basics with this. And I made, you know, when I first started, I was talking on the Ricky Lake show and they were like, everything was under a hundred dollars. And that's something that I wanted to do. But as the industry was growing that we mentioned before and it required, you know, us to to come out more out of pocket more and the prices mm-hmm. did go over what I wanted originally. And so for me to sit down and reevaluate, you know, how can I still stay with what I want to promise, which is that it's not going to break, you know, your pockets and that it's something that you can wear, you know, for years and years and become a, a classic item and have that quality. And so I kind of took that time during that period that, you know, the year off and just be like, you know, let's really make it, you know, affordable, still quality. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because your your price point used to be higher. Went down. And now it's more affordable. (laughs) Yeah, I brought it back down um, to the original cost of when I started in 2011. And it's something that I'm going to continue to try to do. And, okay, so tell me about the the price point of the whole collection and the size range. Okay, so the price point starts at $39, and then it goes up to the highest is $98. Okay, very and affordable. And then, yeah, so I, I was happy to be able to, to get it to that because that's how I shop too, you know, even as a designer. Right. You know, I still look anything the quality starting at 60 bucks, you know, and, and I look at that kind of stuff too. And I think that's important to be a consumer, you know. Mm-hmm. And what's and the size range? Can you have another question after that? The size range the size is size 12 to 20. Yeah, it's 12 to 24, um, but we always, always offer the option for any customer to get their size made. So if it's something that, you know, you have a skirt that you like and you're a size 28 and you want a custom length a little bit longer, that's something that we offer to all of our customers for every item. Now, since you used your face as the um, the model for this campaign, are you thinking about mm-hmm. revamping your modeling career? Um, no. <laughs> I know it's a quick response. Um, no, it's not. It's <laughs> I just wanted to be the face just to, you know, to show everybody that I'm willing to kind of put myself out there and I'm willing to risk it. And, and that's why I did it. I mean, I would love to do collaborations maybe with future models just for an editorial. But, you know, as far as being the face again, no, I won't be. But um, modeling, no, not at all. I actually, I, I was really blessed to be in that career and be able to learn a lot and to be able to save a lot and and just all of that stuff but I just felt like it was an amazing amazing platform for me and that I was able to use that creativity somewhere else and I want to continue to be able to help more people to get into those positions creatively and so I, I think the only way to do that is to make sure that I continue to have a business and hire people. Now, when you were um, launching this new collection, I saw you post a picture and specifically made a point to let people know you were a size 22. 
Now, as a size yeah. 22 <laughs> and, and a woman of color, what are your thoughts yeah. about the lack of diversity in the industry? Um, I think it's been a complete turnaround <laughs> within the past eight months, maybe, that it's really been in gear as far as everyone is showcasing, you know, the acceptance for um, curvier women, which now more retailers are now including larger or, you know, visibly larger, quote-unquote, models now because of that movement. So I think it's it's definitely changed from a year ago. And I think it's great, and I think it's really awesome, and I really love, you know, um, to see that for sure. And and I want to continue to be a part of that too because me putting my size out there was, you know, being, if I was going to say it's, you know, the Terry collection, I got to be Terry, <laughs> you know, I got to right. show all parts of me, you know, and I, it's not to say, hey, I have a size 22 model. It really wasn't about that. It was just saying the person that's making your garment is a size 22. So you know that I'm putting in my perspective on what looks good on a woman's body because I I have the same body as them. And I just kind of wanted it to put it out there in a more transparent way. And, and I feel like it was perceived well. And um, speaking of diverse, uh, diversity, would you um, love to see more Asian plus-size models being used? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, I have been on a hunt, I feel like. I was like, please, because I joke about it. I'm like, I have to come out of the park. Like, it's just because I don't see any um, Asian plus-size models, and I really, really would love to see more of that. And if there is one, I would love to use her. And I think the only ones were in Hong Kong. <laughs> you know, so we were just kind of like, oh, I wish we could get anybody in the United States. You know, um, right. I think that would be really wonderful to see. Right, right. We want to see more diversity in all ways. Yeah. So, <laughs> tell me about your nonprofit organization, Pretty Perfect. Yeah, um, I started that in 2012 is when I started that, and I wanted to do something in Atlanta because I felt like it was just a city that was kind of people went up there to have opportunities, and I wanted to be able to kind of give back any way I could. I didn't really have at the moment what it was going to be or turn into. I just wanted to bring all of artists together, models, actors, photographers, makeup artists, everyone kind of in you know, that realm of industry to kind of give back for one day and to help promote, you know, young women. And I chose to bring in young women that were considered by their doctors as overweight. And that was something that was hard because now they have their parents involved and their parents would either sign them up without them knowing or they signed up without their parents knowing. And it was just something that was so close to me because, we, it's just like you see what you're, what you went through, and mm-hmm. to see that I didn't have like anything like this, where like people of all sizes and all you know backgrounds are coming to support you, and I think that's the issue is that a lot of times they isolate, you know, with I'm just gonna either be by myself or hang out with other bigger women you know, because I just feel uncomfortable. And I felt like I wanted to break that and feel like, look, this is a different person who can help you, who can help you do things in life, whatever it is you want to do. 
And it was just, it turned into something just so amazing. And I was able to do that. And I had such a great support system in the community. They came and, you know, donated their time and food and just everything. And it was amazing. And, you know, I definitely would love to be able to do that again, either here in Los Angeles or back in Atlanta. Oh, that's awesome. And so you just have a uh, a, a spirit of empowering women because you are involved in this new amazing project called Self-Made. So tell me about yeah. this Self-Made <laughs> project and how you got involved. Yeah, um, I am a part of this. Uh, it's it's a self-made project which consists of video series that are following um, 20 women entrepreneurs wherever they are in their journey. And then there's a second part of it, which is there's a book. And Nellie Golan, who is the author as well as um, the producer of the show, um, shares her amazing journey as an entrepreneur as well as gives women entrepreneur tips on you know, what would help them getting started in their path and letting them know that there's options for them, whether if it's, you know, hidden money or whether if it's um, figuring out how you can, you know, promote yourself through different avenues that doesn't cost a lot or how to, you know, plan out your brand and how to execute it on social media. I mean, it's just kind of a guide to how to be a woman entrepreneur. And Mm -hmm. it's really awesome. And she brought all of us in to share our stories and to um, provide insight um, to any woman that may be going through the same thing that we're going through in a sense of this is where they're at in their career. This is what they're trying to do, but they just can't get to mainstream where they just can't get it to corporate or, you know, or if you're just thinking about turning, you know, your best cookies, (laughs) you know, from your kitchen that everyone loves and just selling it on the side. You know, whatever the case may be, um, and wherever they're at in their journey for entrepreneurship, this is just something that was exciting to be a part of because everyone had a different story and everyone was at a different level, you know, whether they were still at home baking cookies or they're at a CEO. And I think it's awesome. And just to be able to be asked to be part of it and to be able to share my story is amazing. And I want everyone to go out and get the book and also be able to go online and watch all of our videos and all of our testimonies that are really feel like it'll, you know, help somebody if not one, one person. And where can you watch the web series on the, um, the project on website? the website? Yeah. It's becoming com, and they'll introduce, you know, a new um, woman entrepreneur um, every episode and you'll be able to watch the current one as well as the previous ones. So what's a a tip you can give to a plus-size designer that is listening right now and um, trying to to get their brand off the ground? What's one tip you could give to them? You know, I would say that for me, you know, as as women already, (laughs) we think we can do it all, (laughs) which we can. (laughs) But it's one of those things that I think it is really important to know every aspect of your job. And and it's not for you to have to do it all, even though there may be times that we do. But it's, it's more to be able to have empathy and understanding of doing that position so that you know what it takes to do it. And Mm -hmm. 
I think that makes it a, a business run well, you know. And so anyone that's trying to, you know, become a designer, become a stylist, or just anything in that realm, you know, learn what you have to do at every part, you know, so that you're able to understand the process fully versus feeling like you're a part of it. And right. and I think that's that's when important. you want to introduce something, you want to have everything put together, not have yeah. done. Yeah, it's it's just so important to know every aspect of your job, every skill, whether if it's learning, you know, knowing how to sew versus knowing how to post social social media or knowing how to edit your own photos or, you know, just anything that you would want someone to be involved with with you, learn how to do it yourself so then you understand what it takes to do that job. And then it will only help make your company be better because you know. And, you know, after that, you'll be able to bring in an amazing team that understands your vision. And I think that was big for me is that to work with people that understand what you're trying to do and believe in what you're trying to do is more important for me, you know, when I'm working with people. And I was able to, you know, be here in Los Angeles and have to restart that, you know, have to rebuild relationships with people and even I have some amazing people that fly in you know but in general just being able to have a local team that understands your vision and is equally yoked in your plans that you have for one another and it's just something that takes time and I think that came with the relocation but it allowed me to have a fresh perspective you know on things and it's been great you know out here. So do you have anything else coming up we can be on the lookout for? I know the new collection is out, the <laughs> self-made project. Anything else we need to know about? Um, I think that keeps me pretty busy. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's going good. And, you know, they can always catch me and um, talk to me and tweet me and on Instagram and Facebook. And I'd love to hear from everybody what they want to see that they haven't seen already. I mean, I want to include you know, as much people as possible through this process. So, you know, even if you don't hear anything now, follow me so that we can um, stay in each other um, and keep each other updated. And do you take um, model submissions? Are you ever looking for models for your... Yeah, And how can they submit? Um, They can go to the website and just do the info and query, or if not, you can email at our Gmail, which is yetterykamara at gmail.com. Um, and just submit. All you have to do is submit your photos, a headshot, and a body shot, your contact information, and your measurements. And then we keep you on file always. And then um, hopefully we reach back out when it works best for us. And uh, tell us your official website that we can keep up with all things you, Terry, come here. <laughs> yeah, you can go to www. And it's yutterrykamere.com, Y-O-U-T-H-E-A-R-Y-K-H-M-E-R.com. And then um, you can follow on social media at Terrysin, T-H-E-A-R-Y-S-I-M. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's always a pleasure thank speaking you. with you. I know. It was and, great. I love it. <laughs> and continue success with everything you have going on. Thank you so much. I appreciate it so much. You guys have a wonderful night, and thank you for having me. All right. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Bye-bye. Bye.
And thank you to our fabulous guest this evening, Terry Sim. And if you haven't already, don't forget to like our fan page on Facebook at facebook.com slash Shanice Lewis Show. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to The Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.